You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We are here to remind you that you're grown and you got this. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. As we start this episode, I want to start by bringing your attention to the importance of safety as you listen to this episode. We are focusing on domestic violence and domestic abuse. So if you are in an unsafe situation, please Be sure that you are listening to this episode in a physically safe space. Please be sure that you delete any traces of the episode from your cell phone or from your listen history or from your web browsers. If you are in an unsafe situation, help is available 24-7 by calling either 911 or the National Domestic Violence Hotline, who you can call at 1-800-799-SAFE or text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 887-88. Again, help is available 24-7 at the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which you can text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788 or to call 1-800-799-SAFE. We were all shocked by the recent public disclosure of a petition for an order of protection filed by actress Kiki Palmer against her ex-fiance. I don't know a black woman who was not shocked, upset, appalled, and otherwise turned around by this recent disclosure. How could this be? How could this happen? Kiki spends her life in the public eye. So is it really possible that she is a victim of domestic abuse in her private life? Yes, unfortunately, it is possible. 45.1% of Black women experience some sort of abuse by an intimate partner in their lifetime. That's according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. 45.1% of our sisters are suffering, often in silence, and they, we, deserve better. It is so upsetting to think that no matter your social status, no matter your income level, your education, your community, your religious beliefs, that you can be a victim of domestic violence. As we further and go into this discussion, I want to be mindful that you may be listening because you are in an unsafe space. I know how difficult it is to navigate out of an abusive relationship, 
You cannot and should not do it alone. Help is available. As we go through today's podcast episode, I will continuously refer you to resources and information where you can get help, but certainly 24-7 access to safety is available by calling 911 or reaching out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline where you can text the number 88788 and the word start to get help. You know, in thinking about, uh, you know, Kiki Palmer and this kind of revelation that, um, you know, all was not well in her home life by the disclosure of a petition for order of protection filing and then the eventual order of protection, which was entered against her ex-fiance to protect herself and her son, you know, there are some key takeaways that I think are really important that we draw on. And so I want to walk through those for yourself or maybe a girlfriend who may be in a situation. First and foremost, shame often keeps us in unsafe spaces. However, there is no shame in getting safe. Abusers oftentimes manipulate you into staying silent. You know, when we think about a public figure such as Kiki, it is very common for abusers to utilize um, your kind of own insecurities, your weaknesses, and to play upon that to keep you in this situation. So the idea that she would stay in the situation because, you know, I might be embarrassed. I'm a celebrity. What will people think? What will people say? How could I let this happen to me? Those are all of the kinds of things that abusers manipulate you into thinking so that you stay under their control. It's the same thing even if you're not a celebrity. If you are first lady of a church, if you are a regular church goer, if you are the school principal or sit on the school board or, you know, a well-known pediatrician in the community, or maybe you serve on the PTA, oftentimes our abusers will use our kind of reputation and our public persona as a way of keeping us in those spaces. But I'm here to tell you that there is no shame in getting safe. It's really important. Who cares? Who cares that you are the PTA president if you are unsafe? It doesn't make a difference. So don't let your personal unsafe space cloud your ability to put aside your public persona. Put your public persona aside for a minute, which is what Kiki Palmer had to do. She had to say to herself, I have to be safe. And so whatever happens to my public persona, so be it. But I need to be safe. And so I have to do what I have to do to be safe. The same is true for you. If you are in a situation where you are concerned about how the public will receive the disclosure of what is happening in your home, it's okay. We, as in the public, will get over that shock and dismay because you 
will then be out of the shadows and into the light and getting the help and support that you deserve. So don't let your public persona keep you in spaces. Take the power away from your abuser who is often using that to keep you in this unsafe space. The next thing to learn from Kiki's you know, filing is that she maintained evidence. If you've been kind of following the story, you may have seen certain images and footage of videos that were taken um, from instances of um, interactions and violent exchanges that were occurring in her home. And these are images that, you know, happened a while ago, but she maintained those images. She maintained those records because she knew at some point they may be helpful to her. And they in fact were. So if you are in a situation where you are concerned about having enough evidence or information to be able to file a petition for order of protection, or you're concerned about what evidence and information you should keep or not keep, Here's the first thing to think about. One, even if you don't have evidence, take the step and get help. There are things that can be done even if you do not have kind of that physical evidence. But getting out of this unsafe space is more important than worrying about whether or not you kept all of the pictures of your bruises or the text messages. Getting you safe is most important. That said, if you do have the ability to safely retain information, so maybe your abuser has sent text messages where it says something like, you know, I'm so sorry about what happened earlier today, but you just upset me so much. Keep a record of those text messages in whatever way that you can. Maybe you screenshot it and you email it to a private email account or a Dropbox that you have. Maybe you open up a safety deposit box. You print out things at like a Staples or a FedEx and you keep a record, a physical record in a safety deposit box or some other safe location. So whether that's, you know, videos, whether that's pictures, emails or text messages, however you can keep it, but keeping it safely is the way we want to make sure you have that information contained. The reason I want to stress this idea of keeping it safely is because we know that um, oftentimes abusers are tracking your phone or your, um, your computer. And so you can't always store that kind of information on things that are on your person. So figuring out a mechanism in a space where you can safely store that information so that it's not otherwise disclosed or found. If you go to our website, growngirldivorce.com, we have a list of resources, including how to maintain internet safety or electronic safety, and it provides you information on things to consider and ways to see whether or not you are being tracked. 
So check out the resources that are available on our website. We do have a website that has what we call kind of the quick release site so that if your abuser um, walks by, you can quickly um, leave the site. So please check out the resources that we have available at GrownGirlDivorce.com, including information about internet safety. If you are maintaining evidence, we want to do it safely. You may be thinking, well, what kind of evidence may be helpful? Anything can be helpful. Text messages, emails, videos, pictures, you know, police records. So if you called um, the police or the fire department, to get any help. If you go to the hospital for, um, you know, a broken arm or for bruising, they have to write down, you know, when you visited, what the, um, you know, what the concern or why you were there. And even if you've said to them, oh, I fell off, you know, the ladder or you didn't disclose what actually happened, you can at some point go back and request your hospital records or the appointments that you made. And that way you can have a lawyer kind of tie it to the actual injuries. So whatever you can and however you can kind of corral information, we, and I say we as being someone in the legal community can use that information in pulling together the necessary evidence. The more evidence that you have, Certainly, that's going to be helpful because you're looking at the totality of the evidence. However, if you don't have physical evidence, that's okay too. Your safety is the most important. We'll worry about the evidence piece later. Moving forward, you know, um, we started out this conversation and acknowledging that there was shock and surprise that here we have a celebrity who um, is seeking assistance because she is in a domestic abuse situation. But here's what we know about domestic violence and domestic abuse. It does not discriminate. You can be rich, poor, famous, not, it doesn't matter. It can happen and it does happen to any and everyone. Do not convince yourself or let the abuser convince you that your situation will not be taken seriously or that you should know better because you have three degrees or that, you know, domestic abuse doesn't happen in rich families. Absolutely does. Get the help that you need regardless of your social economic status, regardless of your education status, regardless of your background, regardless of your sexual orientation. You deserve to be in a healthy and happy relationship and domestic abuse does not discriminate. Neither does the support that you will receive. You are a victim and you deserve to be safe, you deserve to be supported, and you will be safe and will be supported once you take that step to get that help. Please get the help that you deserve and that you need. There is 24-7 help available, 
by calling 911 or reaching out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or text the word START, S-T-A-R-T, to 887-88. It is so important that you get help right away. We have all seen or heard or may personally know of our sisters who were unable to get out of unsafe spaces and unfortunately are no longer with us. Please, please, please do what you can for yourself and for your children to navigate the next steps in getting safe. Certainly listening to our podcast today is a great step, but now take it even further. Do what you can to get out of the situation that you are in or that you know someone to be in. That then moves us into the getting support. It's so important to get support. I mentioned our resources on the GrownGirlDivorce.com website. We have a list of national and state resources and information that are available to you. Law enforcement in your community and in your area are available. Now, I get it. There are situations where you might be in an intimate relationship with someone who is in the police department or who is a paramedic or a first responder. And so you're very concerned about how do I navigate out of that situation when it's possible that I could call to get help. I call 911 and one of their buddies shows up. And how does that work? This is why it's important to also reach out to the national phone numbers. They will help you navigate. They can identify ways to put you in spaces so that you're not just calling the local support community. You can get help outside of your community, especially if your perpetrator or your abuser is tied very tightly to the help community. And that is a reality for some families. So calling the National Domestic Violence Hotline can be very helpful, especially if you're in a situation where you are married to someone or in a relationship with someone who is tied to kind of the first responders or that support community. Do not let that stop you from getting help because there is outside help that is available for you. Understanding that there are legal protections. So again, you know, Kiki Palmer filed a petition for order of protection and then having gone before a court was then awarded um, an order of protection. We don't know the details of whether or not it's temporary or if it's a full order. You know, as someone in the legal community and given the timing, it is likely that she received a temporary order of protection. And what that means is that she will have to go back to court at some point for a full hearing to really um, get the full protections that she needs. So just a little understanding of the different types of orders of protection, because I think it's important to understand if you're thinking about using um, the legal system to support you and, and make sure that you are safe. There are three main 
orders of protections or restraining orders or protective orders that you should know about. The first one is emergency orders. Emergency orders are just that. They are orders that are put in place as a result of emergency request. So you go to the courthouse, you are asking for an emergency order of protection because you are in intimate danger. You need the help right away. You need the help such that emergency orders do not notify the other person or the abuser of the filing until after the emergency order has been entered. Emergency orders of protections are usually only put in place for a short amount of time because it is an emergency. So then that may be extended to what we call a temporary order for protection. Temporary means that it too has certain parameters, certain deadlines in place. So oftentimes temporary orders are put in place for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But at this point in time, the um, respondent or the person receiving or responding to the order of protection is made aware so that they can come into court at a future court date and defend or contest the entry of a larger or more extended order of protection. So a temporary order of protection is really put in place to allow for you or the other side and even the court to gather the necessary information and evidence before there is a full hearing and then having what we call the full or plenary or extended order of protection. A full order of protection or a plenary order of protection, depending on where you live, is often put in place for an extended amount of time. That could be anywhere from a year to two years, and it puts in certain safeguards and parameters based on a finding of evidence. The abuser is a part of the hearing, has the ability to provide his or her own evidence to go against what you are bringing forth. They are able to bring in witnesses. They are able to cross-examine you. It is a full hearing because once a full or plenary order of protection is entered, that is now something that is not temporary. It is for an extended amount of time. Keep in mind though, any of those orders of protection, so emergency, temporary, or your full order of protection are legal orders that must be adhered to. And if they are somehow violated or not followed, there are repercussions and consequences for those things. You definitely want to have the orders put in place to protect you and to protect your family. There are certain safeguards that can be put in place, whether that's a no contact order, whether that's a stay away order. So that tells us the distance by which that person can come and engage with you, or whether that's certain safeguards and, and parameters around the children when this individual can be around the children, if at all. So there are many, many, many different parameters and safeguards that can be kind of put into an order of protection depending on what your needs are and the type of order 
that the court enters. It's critically important though to get help in this process and not just help um, by calling uh, the National Domestic Violence Hotline or calling 911. This is a very, very, very dangerous for many women space to navigate because things can turn volatile very quickly. And so you want to make sure that you connect yourself with a domestic violence advocate, someone who can help you navigate both the legal process as well as the mental health um, process and making sure that you have housing, um, funding, and other resources that are available to you. You want to make sure that you're connected with a lawyer who can help you navigate the legal process and getting orders of protection entered and in place. And then certainly um, having someone who can be there for you to make sure that you are okay mentally, physically, emotionally, and sometimes even financially. We are not okay making sure that you have somebody who can help you in these spaces, get you in a safe space as you move forward. If you are listening to this episode for a friend because you recognize that she is in an unsafe space, the best thing that you can do is to be there for her when she's ready. Do not try to force the situation if she is in fact not ready. The rate of return in abusive situations in many instances is higher than 50%. And so you do not want to create a situation where you are on the other end of um, disconnect. And by disconnect, meaning that here you have tried to reach out and tried to support and she returns to the abuser and now it's disconnected from you and you can no longer kind of see within or see within the window or help and support in a way that will benefit her in the long run. So be mindful that not everybody is ready And while we know that you want to make sure that they are okay, the best thing that you can do is kind of keep track of things, make sure that you keep kind of touching base, letting her know that you are there and that you are available in whatever way that she needs you, but giving her the time to make the decision for herself making sure that you are not creating an unsafe environment for yourself and for your family, because sometimes we uh, don't know how volatile situations really are until it's really too late. Do not try to be the hero. Get professional help. Call 911, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline, ask for outside help. You should not try to do this alone, especially if you are trying to help someone out of a volatile situation. You can find yourself and your family in a very unsafe situation. Get the support and the help that you need so that you can help yourself or you can help your friend. Please get help. There are resources available. Go to our website, growngirldivorce.com. There are domestic violence resources available. We want to make sure that you are okay. You deserve to be in healthy and happy relationships. As always, 
please share our resources and information. We know that sharing is certainly caring, but we never know who needs the support. And so by sharing the information, you may be saving someone's life. Please share the information with others. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations. The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner.